What a great standard. Tangerine, initially made popular by the great Helen O'Connell. If you haven't checked it out, do so. Go to YouTube, uh, do a search for Helen O'Connell, Tangerine. It's classic. Welcome to Jazz Piano Skills. I'm Dr. Bob Lawrence. It's time. It's time to discover, learn, and play jazz piano. You know, each week I begin my podcast by doing a little playing, always trying to demonstrate various styles and genres of jazz. I hope you find it enjoyable. I was always inspired when my teachers would play. In fact, I would always ask them to play for me at the end of every lesson because it just pumped me up. I can, I can remember my lesson would end, I'd ask them to play, they would play, and then I would speed home, literally, so I could get to a piano and begin practicing. So I take a couple of minutes to play at the beginning of each podcast in hopes that it may inspire you too. Last week, I introduced you to the idea of using cyclical quadruplets as a way to begin identifying a very specific geographical region of a sound. By doing so, by establishing a pattern, a motif, we begin developing, we can begin developing a jazz language that we then can use when improvising. This week, we are going to expand our exploration of stationary improvisation and apply some rhythmic variation to each cyclical quadruplet pattern. In this lesson, you are going to discover how to combine cyclical quadruplets to begin creating interesting ideas. You're going to learn how to apply rhythmic variation to patterns, such as cyclical quadruplets. And you're going to play four expanded cyclical quadruplet patterns from the root, from the third, fifth, and seventh of a minor sound. As always, I want to stress that regardless of where you are in your jazz journey, a beginner, an intermediate player, or even an experienced professional, you will find this podcast, this lesson, to be beneficial. Also, as with all my Jazz Piano Skills podcast, there is a supplemental educational guide available that can be easily downloaded from jazzpianoskills.com. The guides musically notate the jazz piano skill being explored in the podcast lesson in all 12 keys. Always a great resource to add to your jazz piano library. I'll provide you with some more information about the Jazz Piano Skills podcast guides at the end of this podcast. So, here we go. Sit back, relax, Turn on your ears and get ready to discover, learn, and play part two of stationary improvisation. The best way to begin this week's lesson is to quickly review a couple of the major points from last week's lesson. Point number one, the word patterns. Last week I mentioned that that word kind of has a negative connotation in the jazz world, or it can with, with, some, with some folks. It's not a dirty word. It's not cheating. In fact, everything in music is a pattern. What's not a pattern? The major scales are a pattern. Arpeggios are a pattern. You can't get away from patterns. Everything that we experience or that you're going to be confronted with in music 
comes down to be in a pattern. Heck, even pentatonic and blue scales, which are called scales, which actually should be called patterns, and that's because they do not produce a harmonic system, which is a whole different lesson, which I'll get into later. But my point is, my point simply is this, everything in music is a pattern. Last week I shared with you a quote from the Jerry Coker's book, Complete Method for Improvisation. And if you recall, uh, Jerry Coker's quote made these very valid points. That one, patterns serve as springboards, as a launch pad for creative melodies. And that patterns are practiced apart from any song and repeated over and over and over again. And in, do, and in doing so, they become mental, oral, and, and of course, muscle memory. So uh, he also made a great point that patterns are acquired in practice and not in performance. So in other words, we practice creativity. We practice improvisation. I tell students all the time that your hands and your ears will never go where they have never been. Think about that for a second. Your hands and ears will never go where they have never been. The analogy, a good analogy would be, what are the odds of me getting in my car and driving to your house without any address, without any directions, without any pattern map to get there? The odds are zero. And so it is with improvisation. The likelihood of me sitting down at the piano, cracking my knuckles, placing my hands on the piano, and then magically going to places that they've never been, the odds again are zero. Now, a jazz musician may want you to believe that they're just sitting there and these sounds and these lines are magically coming, coming uh, off the end of their fingers and onto the piano. But folks, I'm telling you, it's simply not true. So if our hands and ears will never go where they have never been, how do we introduce our hands and ears to new ideas? Well, we do so intellectually. We do so through the use of patterns. It is our intellect that escorts our hands and ears to new horizons. So creativity, improvisation, is an intellectual exercise that begins with establishing patterns like cyclical quadruplets. How refreshing and liberating to know that creativity that improvisation is something that we can actually study. We can actually learn it. If we could not, there wouldn't be institutions all over the world offering degrees in jazz. So again, take comfort in knowing that you can learn how to play jazz. You can learn how to improvise. At least it was very comforting for me to realize this 
as I started my jazz journey. Now last week, I introduced four cyclical quadruplet patterns. Uh, I'm going to, I'm going to um, demonstrate these again using F minor. I did that in last week's lesson, so I'm going to stick with F minor again this week. So the first cyclical quadruplet, just to review quickly, was an ascending, starting on the root, uh, we, and we did these from the root, third, fifth, and seventh, but I'm going to demonstrate here again today just from the root. So if we start on the root, the note F, ascend to A flat, arpeggio, right? F to A flat, a leap, and then descend back to F using scale motion. So it's ascending arpeggio, descending scale. The second cyclical quadruplet was ascending scale from the note F up to A flat. So I'm using scale motion to go up to my A flat and then descending back to F with arpeggio motion. So I get this. The third cyclical quadruplet descending arpeggio motion from my F down to D and then ascending back to F using scale motion. So I get, right? And then the fourth cyclical quadruplet was descending scale motion from F down to D, and then ascending back to my F using arpeggio motion. So it sounds like this. So the four cyclical quadruplets again, number one, Number two, number three, and number four. Remember these two musical facts always, that we have two types of motion in music. Everything can be identified as either moving in scale motion, or everything can be identified as moving in arpeggio motion. Right? So it's either one or the other. If you're looking at a piece of music, I could take a piece of music or an improvisational line and I can circle, here's scale movement, here's arpeggio movement, here's scale movement, here's arpeggio movement, right? Two types of movement or two types of motion, right? Both of those motions are scale and arpeggio motion. They can only travel one of two directions. You're either going up or you're going down. So again, I could take any piece of music, any solo, I can circle things as scale motion, arpeggio motion, and I can circle whether it's, I can identify it, label it as going up or going down. These are musical facts. These are just flat out musical facts. So our cyclical quadruplets literally demonstrate this, right? We're going up, we're going down, we're using scale motion, we're using arpeggio motion. Last week I demonstrated each of those cyclical quadruplets uh, from the root of F minor, from the note F, from the third, A flat, from the fifth, C, and from the seventh, E flat. I'm, gonna, I'm going to do that again today, um, working up that sound from the root, from the third, from the fifth, and the seventh. So it's time to make music. But before we do, I want to re remind you that 
uh, I'm going to play these exercises, if you will, um, but I'm going to do so, and I'm going to try to be as musical as possible. So this is kind of your checklist. I'm going to just go through the checklist real quick, what, what, what I'm mentally thinking about when I'm playing or demonstrating these cyclical quadruplets and using them to improvise. This is the same checklist that I want you to use when practicing. That, you know, number one, we never practice exercises like they're exercises, right? We want to be musical. Practice like you want to play, right? You're always wanting to produce the sound that you are um, striving to produce that you would want in a performance situation, right? Pay attention to details. Your abs, your musical abs, articulation, balance, sound, right? Articulation. In other words, does it sound like, does it sound like jazz? You know, I, I can't speak, if I speak French with a Texan accent, it doesn't sound very French-like. So I'm not going to do that. <laughs> but you get my point, right? We want it to sound like jazz, articula articulate, balance between the hands, right? Your musical... The, the musical balance. Is the left hand drowning out the right hand? Where's the melody? Is the melody coming through like it's supposed to? Is there a nice balance between the harmony and the melody? Right? And then also sound. I've already mentioned that. You got to produce a sound. You know, do you, you know, it's interesting, right? Listen to different jazz piano players. Oscar Peterson sounds incredibly different than Chick Corea. And, and how, why is that? Right? Not only because of the patterns, the different patterns that they use, which they are, um, but their articulation is very different. And the other thing, create space. We don't talk about that enough. Uh, when, you, when you hear me uh, take these cyclical quadruplets today and start manipulating them rhythmically, I'm always trying to create space in between my musical thoughts. Um, so we don't talk about that enough, silence. And then also stay focused. Do not start, uh, right, do not go off the deep end. When you, when you have a very specific skill that you're working on, like cyclical quadruplets and working off these patterns to improvise, stick with the cyclical quadruplet. Don't get off into the weeds somewhere doing different things. And I cannot tell you, uh, it happens. It happens all the time. Right here in, in Lessons, when I'm teaching here at the Dallas School of Music, we'll start, we'll start something like this, working on a cyclical quadruplet, and the next thing I know, the student is off playing something completely, totally different that's not even a cyclical quadruplet. So it's very easy to get off, the, get off track and get off into a different direction. So um, stay focused. So again, the four checkpoints that you got to keep in mind. Number one, be musical. Number two, pay attention to your abs, articulation, balance, sound. Don't be, a, number three, do not be afraid of silence, space, repetition, right? Should throw that in there as well. And number four, stay focused. So here we go. This is what I'm going to try to demonstrate for you as I'm actually demonstrate, as I'm actually demonstrating these cyclical quadruplets. So the very first thing I want to do is I want to take uh, cyclical quadruplet pattern one, where I start on my F, I go up to my A flat, and I come back to my F 
using scale motion. So I'm getting this, right? I want to take just that little motif, that little cyclical quadruplet, and I want to improvise by simply changing what I do with it rhythmically, right? Don't get, don't miss the point here. These four notes are indeed the cyclical quadruplet, but that's not the improvisation. We can change that rhythmically See what I'm doing? I should say, do you hear what I'm doing? Right? So the idea is I'm not trying to take this and then drop kick it into a song somewhere. I'm taking that roadmap, that little pattern, and I'm going to use it, as Jerry Coker said, as a launch pad, as a springboard to create, to create some interesting musical ideas. So here we go. I'm going to demonstrate cyclical quadruplet pattern number one. I'm going to state it a few times first in its generic form. Then I'm going to, as Jerry Coker said, use it as a springboard, a launching pad, to try to create some nice improvisational ideas by changing it rhythmically. So here we go. Pretty cool, right? Right? We, you know, we overthink, don't we? We make it too complicated. We actually want to think and believe that improvisation is much more complicated than taking a simple little pattern like a cyclical quadruplet, then being able to change it rhythmically to create some really nice musical ideas. We want to think that it's so much more than that. And, um, at its, and, and it's not. You know what's interesting is that even the most complicated improvised line that you can actually go out and find in some transcription somewhere, when you strip down all the fancy-smancy stuff surrounding it, it really comes down to a musician having a pattern in mind and then being able to manipulate that pattern rhythmically to create some nice ideas. So anyway, 
you should practice just taking the single cyclical quadruplet off the root, off the third, off the fifth, off the seventh of a sound, and actually just practice creating some nice rhythmic variations, just like I demonstrated. The payoff for you will be immeasurable. It will be invaluable. It will be off the charts. You, your improvisation will begin to grow um, in leaps and bounds. So now, I want to expand our thinking just a little bit before we jump into using uh, cyclical quadruplets to improvise. We're going to combine some of these patterns. We're going to show you how to combine them just to extend the musical line a little bit to give, your, to give yourself a little, bit, a little bit bigger playground to work within, okay? So um, we're going to take, I'm going to demonstrate here, uh, I'm going to combine a couple different uh, cyclical quadruplets off the root, off the third, off the fifth, and off the seventh. Then I'm going to walk you through each one of these, and then I'm going to, to take each one of these extended cyclical quadruplets and improvise using the, the longer line. So for example one, right? If I start on the root uh, uh, F minor again, so I'm going to take my cyclical quadruplet pattern that I just demonstrated. I'm going to go an up arpeggio, coming down scale. But now, because I'm heading downward, I'm going to continue downward to the seventh. E flat. And I'm going to do a descending arpeggio, so from E flat down to C, and I'm going to ascend scale. So I get this. Now E flat. line, right? Let me walk you through that one more time. F minor, starting on the root, F up to A flat, ascending arpeggio, descending back to F, using scale, cross over, grab my E flat, which is the seventh, right beneath my F. Now descend arpeggio down to C, down to the fifth, and ascend back to the seventh using scale. are just two cyclical quadruplets put together, right? It's funny, I don't even have to do much to that line. It sounds fantastic just like that. But now I'm going to actually take that and I'm going to state it a few times and then I'm going to begin manipulating that line rhythmically to come up with some nice musical ideas. So here we go.
hopefully you uh, you can't wait to turn this podcast off and go to the piano and start start doing that, right? <laughs> uh, you're gonna love it. So, but before you do, before you do turn the podcast off, let me give you three more examples to uh, begin exploring on your own. Okay, so that was taking two cyclical quadruplets, uh, launching from the root, combining two cyclical quadruplets to create a nice extended pattern uh, uh, so that I could uh, use as a springboard to begin improvising. So now I'm going to move to the third. I'm going to go to A flat, and we're going to do the same thing, but I'm going to use a different combination. So now on the third, I'm going to start on A flat, and I'm going to ascend using scale motion to my, uh, to the fifth, right? And then descend back to my A flat using arpeggio motion. So that's cyclical quadruplet number, the first cyclical quadruplet that I'm going to use. Now I'm going to descend, I'm going to grab the, the, the F right below my third. So there's my my root, I'm back on my root again, and I'm going to descend using scale down to the D and ascend using arpeggio back to the F, right? So now I'm getting this. Nice. Hear it again. Again, you don't have to do much with that line. It sounds fantastic just as is. But we're going to use it as a springboard, as a launching pad to create some, some rhythmic variation, to create some nice musical ideas. So here we go. Let's listen. Pretty amazing. Absolutely amazing. You see how much you can do with that? Um, hey, just a little side note. You may be hearing some thunder and lightning in the background. I'm sitting here in my office here in Dallas, and we have a pretty major uh, storm going on. But you know what? The show must go on. I'm not going to let that uh, uh, affect me in any way. So, But if you hear some thunder and lightning, just know, just know that there's a really bad storm going on outside here in the Dallas area. Okay, so now we're gonna jump up to the fifth of F minor. We're gonna start on the note C, our fifth, right? 
And now we're going to we're going to descend using arpeggio motion. So we're going to start on that C. I'm going to go down to my A flat and return to my C using scale motion. So I'm getting. Then I'm going to continue upward to my seventh. So I'm grabbing my E flat and I'm going to use arpeggio motion up to the G and come down back, return to my E flat using scale motion. So the whole entire line sounds like this. Nice, right? Again, starting on the fifth, descending using arpeggio motion to the A flat to the third, returning to my fifth using scale, Going to continue going upward to my seventh, ascend arpeggio to G, and descend back to my seventh using scale. Nice line. Wow. Let's take a listen and see what I, what I can do with that rhythmically. Here we go. Absolutely love it. Hopefully you're starting to see, wow, you can actually, as Jerry Coker said, use these patterns, use a pattern as a springboard, as a launching pad to really begin developing jazz language. Jazz language that you can use while improvising. And again, I want to remind you, I'm trying to be keep my checklist in place, right? I'm trying to be as musical as I possibly can. I don't want to overplay. I want to, to uh, really pay attention to my, my abs again. I'm trying to pay attention to articulation, to balance, to sound, I'm trying to create some nice space with my rhythmic variations and my ideas that I'm um, coming up with. Uh, and I'm staying focused. I'm only using cyclical quadruplets here. I'm not wandering off into the weeds somewhere doing some different stuff trying to keep it very streamlined, very focused. So let me give you one more um, expanded cyclical quadruplet where we combine um, a couple cyclical quadruplet patterns together. So let's, let's, let me give you one more. Let's go to the seventh of the F minor. So we're going to start on the E flat. 
and we are going to use descending scale motion uh, down to our fifth and then return to the E-flat using arpeggio. All right, so you're familiar with that one. And then continue upward, uh, continue ascending to the root, F, right? And now use ascending scale to A-flat and then descend back to my F. So I'm getting this. Ascending scale. Another great line, right? So let's take a listen to that one. Again, you don't have to do much to it. it sounds fantastic just in its most generic state. But let, let me try to do some rhythmic variation to it, come up with some ideas. Here we go. too much fun. So much fun. Um, you know, I, I want to make a point here too. I'm just using various uh, cyclical quadruplet, combining different cyclical quadruplet patterns. You can, you can mix and match these however you want uh, to come up with some nice lines and then begin using that line or that pattern uh, to begin developing your improvisation. So, uh, Mix and match, explore, experiment. Uh, you know, there's not a right, there's not a wrong. Uh, so mix and match, use your ears, start, you know, making decisions on which ones you like and, and the sound that you like, and then uh, begin exploring uh, with various rhythmic um, uh, variations. Now, I will say this about the rhythmic ideas, and I'll do, I'll do a podcast on, on this here uh, in, the, in the near future. You know, you have to be, you have to be internalizing or singing something rhythmically, right? And when I say singing, I'm not saying, you know, singing out loud like a, you know, trying to produce a, a beautiful, uh, not you're, that you're not trying to become Luciano Pavarotti, right? But the, the rhythmic ideas, you have to be, uh, your hands have to be taking dictation. It has to be coming from somewhere. 
So uh, keep it simple. Um, your, your ideas, don't again, don't try to do stuff too fancy rhythmically. Just keep nice, nice little rhythmic patterns, rhythmic ideas to create variation. Again, all of that to basically say, don't overthink, don't overplay. Keep it simple. In fact, that's all I was trying to do in each one of these demonstrations today, was just keep it simple. Make music. Just make good music. So I hope you have found this Jazz Piano Skills podcast lesson on stationary improvisation, cyclical quadruplets, part two, uh, to be beneficial. As always, I want to remind you that there is a supplemental educational guide specifically for this podcast that you can download from jazzpianoskills.com. Simply click on the podcast link on the homepage and you will find this episode along with the supplemental guide. The guide beautifully notates the content of this podcast for all 12 keys. So what I've done is I've taken all those uh, th those four cyclical quadruplet uh, patterns, combinations, and I have literally um, illustrated those off the root, third, fifth, and seventh for all 12 uh, minor chords. It's a great resource to have in your jazz piano library and to use as a reference when you're practicing. So be sure to check it out, jazzpianoskills.com. Click on the podcast link. You'll find this uh, episode along with the supplemental guide. You'll find all my episodes and the supplemental guides uh, there on that page. Uh, if you are wanting to study this topic extensively, I encourage you to check out my Jazz Piano Skills courses, uh, again, located at jazzpianoskills.com. My courses are packed literally packed with comprehensive lessons that explore essential jazz piano skills. Each lesson and each course contain uh, detailed instruction and illustrations, in-depth educational talks, uh, interactive learning media, traditional guides and worksheets that you can download and print out and use at home. Uh, there's uh, high-definition video demonstrations. I, I demonstrate uh, all the skills in all 12 keys so you can see fingerings and hand movement and so forth. Uh, there's play-along tracks and lead sheets that you can utilize as well. Uh, of course, there's uh, professional and personal educational support available. And I love this, man, mobile access to all of my courses and lessons from any of your smart devices. Uh, if you can connect your device to the internet, you have easy access, whether it be your laptop, your phone, your tablet, even your watch. So uh, check it out, jazzpianoskills.com. And if you have any questions, uh, by all means, please feel free to call me anytime. Uh, the number here at the Dallas School of Music is 972-380-8050. My extension is 211. So when you call in, just click 211. It will come right to my office. I'm happy to talk to you, answer any questions that you may have, and guide you in any way that uh, I can to help you with your jazz studies. So that's it for now. And until next week, enjoy this amazing journey. And most of all, have fun as you discover, learn, and play jazz piano.